Welcome to Living Water Radio. Do you enjoy speaking in front of groups of people? If you're like most people, that answer would be a big no. Today we're going to look at why speaking to encourage and teach a group of Christians is different than any other kind of speaking, and how it can help you in your Christian witness. My name is Pastor David Burkadall. My wife, Rev. Sally Welch, is co-producing this podcast. Sally is a United Church of Christ slash Christian Church Disciples of Christ ordained minister focusing on ecumenical and interfaith ministry. I served Lutheran Christian congregations in Compton, California and in San Dimas, California for over 40 years. Today, maintaining our yard is my gym, and I'm active as a volunteer in the leadership of the 110 Evangelical Lutheran Church in America congregations in our area. Check out our first Living Water Radio podcast, number zero, Welcome and Introduction, for more information about us and this podcast. No question the pandemic is getting scarier every day as we now wait for the widespread application of a vaccine. We are now seeing a spike of COVID-19 cases brought on by irresponsible behavior during the Thanksgiving holiday. Unless attitudes change, we'll see another huge spike after the Hanukkah and Christmas holidays. I wonder if people who refuse to do what it takes to lower the rate of infection calculate the number of deaths they would find acceptable as the result of their refusal to stay at home, close down, wear masks, wash or sanitize their hands, avoid crowds, and practice social distancing if being in a crowd is necessary for some reason. Dr. Barbara Ferrer, the director of the L.A. County Department of Health Department, wept on television yesterday as she gave one of her regular updates on the coronavirus and reported the latest additions to the over 8,000 people who have already died of the coronavirus in L.A. County this year. The pandemic will get worse before it gets better, we are told. Maybe much, much worse, unless we do the simple things necessary to save lives. The pandemic, with those who don't seem to care, is getting scarier for all of us. People are afraid of lots of things, like spiders and heights and scary clowns, but the fear of death is not at the top of most people's lists. There is one thing that generally beats death as a source of fear, public speaking. That's right. I read some years ago that most people would literally rather die than stand up and speak in front of a group of people. I preached one to three times at least one day per week and often more for more than 40 years. I can't think of a time when I wasn't nervous before each of them. That's different than public speaking. I consider myself a pretty good preacher. I don't think I'm being vain here. I just think that's true. But I'm not a public speaker, which makes me really nervous. The difference, I think, is the work of the Holy Spirit speaking through me. I think that's at least part of what Peter means when he writes in his first letter, the fourth chapter, starting at the tenth verse. Like good stewards of the manifold grace of God, serve one another with whatever gift each of you has received. Whoever speaks must do so as one speaking the very words of God. Whoever serves must do so with the strength that God supplies, so that God may be glorified in all things through Jesus Christ. To him belong the glory and the power forever and ever. Amen. Peter puts an amen at the end of that passage, and he's not close to the end of the letter because I think it's such an important point. We do what we do with the gifts of God to God's glory through Jesus Christ. I have preached many times when afterwards someone says, 
You know, when you said that thing about that thing, that really spoke to me. That's exactly what I needed to hear today. That might have been kind of flattering, except that I have no memory of saying that or anything even close. I think that that is the work of the Holy Spirit. What do you think? How have the sermons you have heard pointed you to God? Our words are spoken so that God may be glorified. I read something last time about Soren Kierkegaard's statement that many people go to church like they go to a play, and afterward they have a meal. I think it was a Baptist who says that the main course at such meals is often roast preacher. I don't know if that's true anymore. I don't know if that many people remember anything about a sermon by the benediction. At least, they don't act like it. What do people talk about after worship where you worship? Or what do they talk about now after Zoom worship? I would guess it's not about the sermon or anything about the service except to compliment an individual worship leader. Worship is done in the presence of God and is directed toward God. Preaching, as Peter says, is done as one speaking the very words of God. When people come out of a worship service, I think that they should be a little shaken and want to talk about it. But sermons come and go like the wind for most people. They are said and forgotten before dessert. But like the wind, a metaphor for the Holy Spirit, it's hard to know what effect they have. We don't see the wind, but we see its effect on things. Jesus said in his lead up to John 3.16 in John 3 verse 8, The wind blows where it chooses, and you hear the sound of it, but you do not know where it comes from or where it goes. So it is with everyone who is born of the Spirit. I heard a story from one of my professors, I think, when I was in seminary, that has been encouraging to me when I think about preaching. A letter to the editor was sent to the London Times back when people did such things. Now, it would be an email or a text to the editor, I suppose. And it was published. The letter went something like this. Dear Editor, I have been a member of the Anglican Church, the Church of England, for almost 35 years. In that time, I have heard sermons almost weekly. I have to say that I don't remember any of them. I don't even even remember what I heard last Sunday. And I know I'm not alone. As I understand it, the clergy spend a great deal of time preparing these sermons that no one remembers. Therefore, I wonder if it wouldn't be a good idea if they dispensed with sermons altogether and spent their time in more productive activities. There was an avalanche of letters in response, but the last one went something like this. Dear Editor, I have been married to the same woman for almost 40 years. During that time, she has prepared thousands of meals, but I have to say that I don't remember any of them. I'm not even sure what I ate for breakfast this morning, but the fact that I am well-nourished and in good health tells me that I have been fed, and I am grateful for it. Sermons are like that, but not only sermons. Our efforts to reach others with the good news of Jesus Christ so that they are open to receive the gift of faith sometimes seem to be hopeless, but you never know the effect that it is having. That is the work of the Holy Spirit. When I was in college, I spent a year at a school that was different from the one from which I graduated. I had two roommates that year, each from a different rival gang from the south side of Chicago. That's another story. I learned a lot that year. Not all of it was curricular. My roommates and the small black community in which I was sort of a part learned that I believed that God was calling me to become an ordained pastor. 
My nickname that year was Preacher Dave. I think it was kind of a compliment. When most people in our culture think of a preacher, it's not in complimentary terms. When was the last time you saw a positive portrayal of a clergy person on TV or in the movies? Have you ever heard someone outside the church use the verb to preach in a positive way? The world and even some of our churches don't like to use that term because it suggests in popular media an authoritarian, irrelevant, ignorant, blustering bumpkin. Who wants that? To preach means to proclaim and to get out of the way, to let God speak through you. We can all do that. Whatever we say, though, the outcome we seek is not that we be glorified, but that God is glorified through us. The goal is not for people to hear what you have to say, but to hear what God is saying through you. The very words of God. Apart from an admittedly flattering little boost to the ego, I always feel a little disappointed when people say, that was a great sermon. I would rather hear, don't we have a great God? One day, when Jesus was at the temple in Jerusalem to worship at a festival, this happened in John chapter 12, starting at the 20th verse. Now, among those who went up to worship at the festival were some Greeks. They came to Philip, who was from Bethsaida in Galilee, and said to him, Sir, we wish to see Jesus. I've read that some pulpits have these words carved into their tops. Sir, no, or madam, we wish to see Jesus. That would be an excellent purpose for all who speak in the power of the Holy Spirit, the streams of living water in front of people, the very words of God. Today, let's remember to pray for all those awaiting the vaccine. And let's remember to pray the Lord's Prayer today, the one that Jesus taught us. If you don't know what that is, contact us at the Revs David and Sally at gmail.com or send us a tweet to at David Burkadal and we'll send it to you. Send your prayer requests to the same addresses and we'll include them next time. Send your comments there as well. As always, we encourage you to stay hydrated. Open your heart to receive the living water from the source, God's self, the living presence of the one true living God, the God who gave himself on the cross so that all who believe and are baptized might be restored to the living relationship with God for which we were created. Remember your church. Identify one if you don't already have one. Ask a friend about it or a family member. Google it. Contact the pastor. When you have a church, go to or tune in to the worship services they have currently available and support the church financially so that it will be there when we come back to fully physically present worship together. Support your pastor and church leaders. Pray for them and help them in any way that you can. If you or a loved one are having thoughts of suicide or are struggling with mental health issues, call somebody. Google a local or national hotline. Reach out. You are not alone. Wear a mask when you're outside your home, practice social distancing, wash or sanitize your hands regularly. Stay home unless you are providing essential services or need them. Avoid crowds and be outside if you have to be in a crowd. Be kind to everyone you come into contact with, especially those who are sacrificing their security to provide for yours. Thank you for listening to Living Water Radio. We are here for Christians and for the people of the Los Angeles metropolitan area who are looking for a sense of Christian community, a source of hope, and a way to thrive together during this global pandemic. We hope you'll tune in next time and invite your friends to do the same. 
Meanwhile, Sally and I encourage you to open your hearts to receive living water, the presence of the Holy Spirit, and stay hydrated. <laughs>